Hello, you're listening to the Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And today's episode is the fan service conundrum. Is that the official title, or did you just put that there as a placeholder? <laughs> I guess it's a good title. <laughs> What's the title? The fan service conundrum. I don't know what the title is. I figured we'd figure it out. <laughs> it's it's official. There it is. Uh, we're from the otakuspirit.com website. You can go there for our news, reviews, and coverage of new and old anime, as well as our wonderful community in the form links at the top there. Social media links on the right side. And all that good jazz, and probably our other two fan service episodes. So, yes, Chris, you've made an outline. I I know, right? And I'm already wondering where we're supposed to start. I just go with it, and hopefully. <laughs> so, what, what's the what's the what's the too long didn't read version of this for the people that are going to shop you know, really you quickly? Put that, you put that at the end, so no. they have to go through the entire thing. See, so you can't scroll through it though. You can't scroll the bottom and look for the score for the, ep- the for the review and then go, oh my gosh, this guy's stupid. You can't you can't cheat like that though. You're you're trying to give them everything and then they'll just shut it off and they won't listen. Well, to what I'll we just have say, say I'll just say there's a bit in here that I want to talk about and a lot of it was kind of triggered by last season. Yep. I think last season was a season where an odd, uh, not really, I wouldn't say odd, but a thing kind of came up. Nobody really pointed out, and it became a thing that I was frustrated with for the entire season of this, look, this is what we've been talking about this whole time, and, well, not necessarily, we don't really, this isn't really something we talk about too much on the podcast, where, they, well, in some of the reviews we kind of pointed out, but it's not a popular opinion, we don't really want to come out there and say it all the time, plus there's that whole aspect of us not wanting to be negative, uh, we did like three podcasts in a row, I think, in our last uh, season of discussionals, and it got a little people, a lot of people, kind of tired of listening talk negatively about something more in the, the vein of, "Here's what these people are saying, and we don't agree with it," and here we are again doing it. But you, you kind of point out that there's a an offside to this, which I'll you'll get into eventually. But it was this thing where you. <laughs> You have so many seasons of cute girls doing cute things, fan servicey shows, uh, clothes being ripped, everybody going, this is disgusting, bad people watching this stuff with these girls being sexualized. And then we had last season where there was not only men being sexualized, but you also had like fan servicey, quote unquote, typically labeled shows where people were okay with it. Like... No, this is okay here. And so it, it brings up this thing, this idea of, well, w- well, why do, you, why do you have to... Yeah, I guess there's a thing of, uh, you know, take each thing separately and judge it separately. But there's also a thing of, but no, if you technically didn't know the context of what was going on, and you just took a shot, a screenshot of what that was doing, and you put it aside the one that you critiqued, there's a hypocrisy there, I guess the best way to put mm-hmm. it without being, I guess it is kind of mean, but, and so that's, that's where I'm at here. When, when you were making this outline, it was like, okay, I'm assuming this is, was what we were kind of being, uh, uh, pushed to wanting to talk about last season that we never really got around to. We wanted to actually, we were kind of building this towards the midpoint of last season, which would be fall 2016. And, we never got a point to because we went right into the deliberations. We went into the reviews, went into the first impressions of the next season, the previews. And so plus now we're finally here. And plus it's a Chris outline, so it takes forever to make. <laughs> <It was> that too. <laughs> At some point I was like, 
Yeah, I guess we can. I can get started. What the hell is this thing? <laughs> I don't know what is going on here. I'm trying to make it flow, and I'm going. I can't make a river flow when this side's going north and south, and this one's going east and west, <laughs> and this one's going down up. Uh, what <laughs> rivers don't flow like that? So, yeah, there was an element there, and then it kind of flowed right into. Well, we technically got to start our preview for the next season, so we'll put it on the back burner. And plus, I kind of wanted people to kind of chill out. Yeah. I, I mentioned to Chris, because to put out there, when I was mentioning the idea that there's there's shows with men that are, you know, fan servicey, the one there was Yuri on Ice. And I know people were very, very high on Yuri on Ice. They didn't want – I was – there was almost an element of not – of almost being afraid to critique that show because it was being held on such high regard. Everybody was – there's nothing wrong with this. It's flawless. You can't touch it. So I was hoping that there would be like a cool down – and we can talk about it. We're not talking about negative light. Do not get me wrong. We are not bashing shows here. Uh, we're on the opposite. We're the guys that go, everything has a purpose. Everything is built for some reason, unless it's, you know, pupa or something. <laughs> That's the joke. Um, so we're, we were, we're real high on Yuri on Ice. So don't get it wrong. This is a thing of looking at how people perceive these shows and how, I guess the best way to put it, our minds we're, we're basically divulging our mindset of that doesn't make any sense why you would see it that way it is really what it is this is basically our confusion the podcast right <laughs> so i'll make it to get started just just to toss it out there we've di- like andrew had pointed out we have discussed fan service before um we discussed why fan service is in, ep- in anime in episode 44 if you care to look it up and we have discussed what fan service is in episode 157. Um, but this time I wanted to hit it from a slightly different angle. Um, this is because fan service is a really, really contentious discussion. There's the people who love fan service. There's the people who hate fan service and everywhere in between, there is a million and a half different opinions on what fan service and whether or not it is the bane of anime. Yeah, some I, I don't care for it, but it's there, so I deal with it kind of thing. Right. Shrug. And we're we're kind of trying to hope we're we're hoping to get or, or at least I am. I'm hoping to bridge the gap by discussing the actual discussion. Um in in this outline I have put some sites some not sites they're they're just kind of blurbs from different reviews now um me and i i have decided i'm not going to reveal those sites i'm not going to reveal the uh the actual person who wrote the the quote this is for a couple reasons mostly because they are entitled to their opinion there's nothing wrong with them having their opinions and i want to bring out the discussion and talk about the discussion, not necessarily about that person. There's nothing wrong with what they're saying. They're fully in their rights to have their opinion, put it out there. And I, I, I enjoy them having their opinion. I want them to have their opinion. I'm sure out there, there's people that talk about how we're terrible people. So. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and I hope that they at the same time agree that we have our opinions. So yeah. Another disclaimer. Like like we said before, this is a Chris outline, so it's going to sound all jarbled. So be forewarned of that. Like I said, the reviews are discussion to bring out the points of discussion. The reviews are I'm try I tried to be as random as possible, um, but remember, it's 
I'm trying to make a point. So there is going to be my bias involved in these particular blurbs. But remember, I'm, I tried to be as random as possible in these. It's not like I'm picking on anybody. If you happen to re- know who said that point, please f- forgive me. I'm not trying to attack a particular person. I just want to bring out the discussion. In a lot of cases, it's, it's just kind of zeroing on one comment, and that could be possibly taken out of context. We're not really looking to take it out of context, but saying more of, this is a common comment based on something, and we're just taking it out in his example. It's not really a thing of, and that's that goes to the point of him pointing out that he's not pointing out who's writing it. Because, yeah, technically we could point out who wrote it, and then take that one sentence out, and then use that against that person. So by leaving the person's name out of it, we're hoping that pulling these blurbs out would not be offensive to them, but more of an idea of, this is a common comment, and this is what we're focusing on, and this is our perception of it. So, yeah, it's not really to peg them on that comment because, for time's sake, we're not gonna we're not gonna read a person's entire review so they get the entire context of it. It is to focus on a particular sentence or whatever to get a particular point out to discuss on it. So yeah, and at best, this is a mischievous little joke. Just pass it on and throw it away if if you if you don't like it at all. Which I probably will. You'll probably delete the podcast after you're done listening to it because you want to save up your space. <laughs> we won't blame you. But again, my intention is not to hurt anyone's feelings uh, or deny the valid- validity of any opinions. So therefore, with the first part, Yona of the Dawn. Let's let's do an excerpt of Yona of Dawn. Oh, Yona of the Dawn review. This one's the moral ambiguity of villains is one of the best parts about this show. It's always interesting when everything isn't black and white. And more so, the villains are portrayed as humans, too, and not just stereotypical black-hearted demons. It helps that, as a female viewer, almost every single male character in this show was eye candy, even with their clothes on. I think a couple characters in the show have very unique looks that made it all the more fun to watch. Are we watching cartoons or anime? I mean, seriously, consider that for a second before we actually dig into the entire thing. Cartoons, what are they? Cartoons are a child's show that comes on on Saturday morning if you grew up when we grew up. I don't know if Saturday morning cartoons is still a thing or not. I think there was was actually a shift in there because I I know that there's this constant discussion of uh, the difference between... uh, Of course, most anime fans have that conundrum of everybody thinks the shows I watch are just cartoons like, you know, Saturday Saturday morning cartoons that's just, you know, SpongeBob or something like that. But I think that the, the the way to put it, I think, in my opinion, is that cartoons are for are animated shows for children. Uh, animated or animations in general can spread wide. I mean, it could be a family movie. It could be Beauty and the Beast. It could be a it could be The Simpsons. It could be Family Guy. And in the regard of anime, it is animated shows in Japan. And again, that is Sprite and, and where it actually goes to for who its focus is. It could be children. It can be adults. It could be uh, pornography. It can be for, uh, you know, working mothers. It could be it, – it just spreads throughout that entire genre. Sorry, side tangent. <laughs> it, it, it hits the point. I mean, when, when we watch anime, for the most, most of the part, what do we watch it for? 
we're we're an adult. We're we're adults. So what are we watching? <laughs> we're watching <laughs> think. it for stories. We're wa- watching it because of the artwork. We're watching it because it's something different. Um, because it's outside of the Western ideals. That is the reason why we are watching anime. We're not watching anime because it's a cute, fun SpongeBob talking to Patrick for whatever reason. I mean, reason 245. SpongeBob. <laughs> no, no, that's that's the other guy. Um, Don't worry about it. I know, right? <laughs> My son was nuts on it. Uh, but yeah, we watch it for very different reasons than when we were kids and we were watching cartoons. And that is the real big thing about this whole thing. Um, the crux of the discussion is fan service. Why is it necessary? I mean, it really depends on what it's going for. It could be going for, yeah, it could be going for eye-pleasing to male audience. It could be going for eye-pleasing for female audience. It can be going for uh, raunchiness. It could be going for certain... And that, that's really the idea of targeted shows. And I, I was kind of kind of make this point later on if I didn't make it here, but I think it's important when people look at anime, they realize that the Western audience looks at the lineup differently than what Japan does. Japan has, uh, yeah, there is the ONAs that are kind of outside of the norm, but for the most part, they're all televised. They're on television. We've made this point several times, so I'm sorry for those that are hearing an echo here. Uh, they're televised. They are set for certain time periods of the day. They are set on certain channels that are targeting certain audiences. There's the ones that are targeting the, the, yeah, like I said earlier, the, the, you know, at home moms. There's the ones that's that right at that time when kids get home and they're wanting the kids to sit in front of the television and watch Pokemon. There's the ones that are late night when the kids are in bed and it's for, you know, the adults. It's for the male audience that's, a, you know, out and working and in a hotel watching, you know, whatever. Or the female audience late at night, you know, watching something late at night. So that it, each one of them is targeting a different audience. When we see it, when the Western audience sees it, we see a we see NHart.net. We see yeah. everything on one list and go, my gosh, there's a ton of shows for guys that's, you know, it's Moe Blob Junk. Or, oh my gosh, there's all of these Fujoshi shows on this list. Why are these all here? I think a lot of the time I hear when people criticize when a show is aimed outside of their demographic, they're looking at a chart of nothing but all the shows in one. And that's not really what you should be looking at. You should be looking at which one of these are targeted for me and just accept that those are the ones you get. Because it's a big pool of shows that are that are in Japan at their designated points. That's kind of one of the one of the nice things about doing what we do in the in the first impressions because that gives you a something to work off of instead of just going okay there's a whole bunch of shows on Chris and Andrew's uh, simulcast schedule plug <laughs> <laughs> uh, what shows do I want to watch well I don't know anything about not uh, or something like that or Kill a Kill or something like that well what does Chris and Andrew say about it. Oh, man, that probably won't be in my wheelhouse, so you don't have to watch it. But that's that's side from the point. We're getting so is fan service now. necessary? <laughs> <laughs> in my opinion, no, it's not. It's not really that. And But that is, by default, the reason why it's fan service. Yeah, but fan service I also is there say, for though, the fans. Yeah, I also want to say, though, and we talked about this extensively in our fan service podcast. Uh, I think it was probably the 147 one or whatever. 
of this idea of uh I had this point where I said it's fans it could be considered fan service but it's not necessarily fan service because it's not a good thing. There are cases where I am okay with them showing things when they're it's for the purpose of a story. If it is like Scum's Wish here here in this last uh, this current season is a very mature show that is it's showing these characters who are uh you know exploring sexuality and yeah, you can probably label that as fan service, but it's not really fan service. And I think you have a point later of like a cure or something like that. Yeah. But there's this idea of there are certain cases where I'm okay with it because that's what the the director wanted to go for. If it's a show about characters blasting each other and their their clothes are shredding and stuff like that, yeah, I, te- I guess technically it's not necessary, but it kind of fits. So I don't know. I I, I don't want I don't ever want creators to limit themselves if they feel that that's something they want to do if they want to get crazy and pervy and stuff like that that's the creators will let them do it we wouldn't have sculptures in certain countries these old monumental uh sculptures of basically naked char- uh caricatures if they were limited and say no that's too much that's fan service no they created those those were art and not, i'm not saying that yeah technically you can't claim that I don't know, uh, Shingra Kagura is art, but it's their creation. That's their creative art. Let them do what they want to do. And if it's to, to make some money, I guess it's a, another point to it, too. <laughs> so my my next question, I this is probably going to be one of the most contentious statements that I'm going to, or questions that I'm going to ask in this, because a lot of people say this. Does fan service distract from plot it's different for every person i think it is different for every person but at the same time you got to remember that and this is probably going to go into the next part of this the next section that we're going to go into remember that story is 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 something that is that you're receiving from the show fan service is kind of how a shot is directed it's how things how how is things being pers- being shown in that particular scene fan service is not necessarily the same as the story so to say that that fan service is distracting from the plot it, it really will depend on your tolerance level for it it'll depend on whether or not you can I, I guess ignore it. I in, in, well, I guess that's tolerance in a, in, a, in another another way of wording it. And that's really the in the strength of the idea of it being different for each person. Because I've 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 had some cases where I've heard some people praise a certain show because the characters are engaged and I love the story. I love what it was doing. And at the same time, they'll go over here and they'll hate this show. And all they talk about is that the camera kept looking up this characters, you know, up towards their. The, the the very very high end point of their skirt or something like that and it's like technically both those shows had those shots it's just that this one didn't engage you well enough and that's obvious you did not gather much from this story we watched school live and we loved it and then we would hear other people's reviews and they couldn't stop talking about how this show kept showing too much of the girl's skin or whatever or this character was in this room and didn't have any clothes on or whatever and there was an element of of maybe thinking, okay, maybe the maybe it's because we were more engaged with what was happening in the story, 
that it didn't bother us as much. Or maybe that we're just desensitized to it. I guess that would probably be the other thing. It's like, well, I didn't even notice that. Or I didn't I didn't give it much notice because I was too sucked in on what they were doing with these characters. Their mindset in this world, how, what they were dealing with, uh, giving a sense of these characters actually being isolated isolated in this room and trying in this this building and trying to make the best most of their life. So there, I I do definitely see that there's going to be different for each person based on how much they're engaged the show, how much they enjoy the characters. Because there was other there was other cases where I I noticed it fully. There was like uh, Saikano had to raise a boring girlfriend. That show literally I knew every second. Constantly being reminded that, yeah, technically this show is showing this girl's leg. It's showing her back. It's showing the back of her neck. It's the cameras constantly shifting. And I seen it as a, they are being very clever with angles to be a little sensual, to, to be a little, uh, uh, you know, close and personal with the characters to both give you a, a closer look to them and to also see other things besides just them standing there staring at each other talking. It's, it's the director being very creative with what direction they, they have the camera set. All right. Just just for an example, uh, this was a review on School, li- school li- Live. School Live. School Live. School Live. It's, really? not, it's not an idol show. <laughs> really, guys? Really? This blatant sexualization junk wasn't in the manga, so why is it here? Uh, at least the entire episode doesn't revolve around it looks back while making gifts at least separate your plot and plot when making a serious anime next time lurch as for the rest of the show it's not as bad but for the type of show this is whenever tna pops up it really takes your focus away from the emotionally emotional and disturbing scenes at hand i'm i'm uh correcting this here because i just ran and got my mangas not here Definitely not here. None of this was in the manga. I'm being sarcastic. I'm actually looking at the physical manga here. There was a certain scene. The one that everybody pointed out was of the girl they found in the mall. I totally don't remember her name right now. And I'm trying to remember if, if she was as just as disclosed. And I seem to remember she was. Well, I mean, that was... Yeah. So they showed it in the, the manga as well. Or the... Yeah, the manga as well. So yeah, it was it was one of those things where I, I seen that comment as well, and it was like, oh, this isn't in the manga. I'm like, no, I have it right here in my hands, and it basically all those same scenes were in the manga as well. I mean, yeah, I, I guess you can say that there was more of it, but that's because you're you're adapting these. Well, still five, shots, still shots versus uh, versus uh, actual moving scenes. Five five volumes of just shots versus you're trying to make you know an entire 300 minutes worth of show. There's going to be more shots to it. I mean, especially when it comes, in, <laughs> comes to dialogue and and how much you can fit in a in a right. in a bu- bubble compared to what you actually have to do as far as time is concerned compared to how much is being said. People be flipping out if it was like every time they went to say something, it was just a still shot of their face yeah. and talking for that straight <laughs> period of dialogue. Okay, anyways, side tangent again. So, is fan service an issue in anime? Getting away from our previous discussion. I I, I will concede. I, I do... I do think that fan service is kind of a... And this is something that we'll say later on again. I do admit that there is a big problem with fan service in, in, in anime. But at the same time, I do think that 
sex sells, no matter how you look at it. And no matter what, what kind of comment you try to make it, if you try to turn it into something it's not, it's always going to go back to this fundamental aspect, sex sells. And that is constant through all your commercials. The, the sh- commercials have the pretty lady or the really good looking guy. It doesn't matter. You're going to have it because that's what sells. That gets people watching. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll also argue a point. I, I, I concede to the, the fact that the vast majority of the shows are aimed at a male audience. But I would also argue this point. That the ratio of etchy to non-etchy shows... I think it's probably pretty close. I mean, and if you want to get real technical, I think that there's probably a higher ratio on the female side, meaning the shows that are targeted towards female uh, demographic because of the fact that female audiences don't really go much for a kind of a low tone, uh, just shoujo-esque show where it's just a romance type show what they really are more into is the fujoshi stuff and that is why you'll probably see a higher tendency to do that type of show i would and, say more there's a there is a very large group of, of people that are very into the fujoshi things i'm not i'm not I'm, i wouldn't say and i know you're not saying this i would i would i want to correct to that there's a really large audience of female audience that do love the shoujo shows it's just there is a large sect that loves fujoshi stuff and they eat it up and and it's all the power to them well have it, fun well, well take 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 into consideration the idea of the reverse harem and and yes, I I've said before I don't really care for the term reverse harem. It's just a harem, but it's a female protagonist. The reverse harem didn't really take off. And I as as long as I've been watching anime, I've I when I was younger, I remember one reverse harem that was Fruits Basket. And, well, I do know and, they're trying to go for a certain yeah. audience because the the reverse harem games are freaking huge, right? And and so so don't get me wrong, it's been around. It's just never taken off per se. Now, Fujoshi, that has gone through the roof. It is that and that's a trend that if you're being honest, you've noticed the trend. It it's 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 obvious that it has suddenly become a thing. It's kind of why you're in Ice One a yeah. lot of stuff. <laughs> that so, group of people loved it and they were loud about it. And and, that, and and there's nothing wrong with it. I I I like that there is now a a an anime grouping that is targeted towards females. There's nothing wrong with that. And if if you think that there is something against it, you're probably misunderstanding what things are. And we'll talk about that later. So let's go ahead and go. Well, I do want to. I do want to go back on because you did, you did ask the idea of, or you did point out the idea of if, if fan service is a bad thing, and yeah, or is there too much of it? Is I, I honestly, yeah, there's a lot of times where I, I enjoy it and I'm fine with it. I I used to hate it, and I think a lot of it's because I have just grown to accept it 
And then at some point, it I just became, I guess, desensitized to it. And then at some point, it was kind of a, yeah, every now and then I like to, to joke and laugh on to something like this. But I do also see that there's an also another side to me whenever I do see a show that's doing fantastic stuff. We bring it up every single time. Punchline. Loved that show. It did really, really cool things. But then there was a side of me that was like, I wish it didn't have those first four whatever episodes because I can't I, I can't just throw it at people and say, go watch this. It's amazing because they're going to take it home or whatever. They're going to they're going to punch on the first episode and they're going to go, what the hell are you having me watch? This is disgusting. So, yeah, there is a there's a side of me that wishes it's not there just because then it would be so much easier to recommend so many shows to people that I wouldn't have to put that disclaimer at the very end. There's so many few shows that I can throw at a non-anime fan, like Death Note's probably one of the few ones that I can throw at, like, a co-worker, and they'll be, they should be fine with it. But then there's all the other ones that I want to, I so badly want to just show everybody, but there's fan service in it, and it's like, and, and it's fan service that I would see for those particular shows that I have in my mind right now are shows that didn't necessarily need it. It could have been just fine without it. So there is an element of, I wish it's not there. But at the same time, again, I want the creators to do what, they, what creators want to do. And I also want, uh, every now and then, I kind of, you know, want to see a show like that. It's, it's just, it's fun. Or it's got good, it's a comedy that is willing to go that far. And they get a really good laugh out of it. If if there was no fan service, I couldn't have shows like Konosuba, where I laugh my butt off every single episode. Because that's too much. We can't have that. So, yeah. Mixed. <laughs> but yeah, I do say there's too much. Yeah. It's 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 one of those things. It's it's no, I don't think that there will ever be a person who won't acknowledge fan service as an issue in anime. I think that it is something that we all say, yeah. There I there's been times where it's like, I think that's a little much. But at the same time, me personally, at some point I just kind of gave up on it and it was like yeah i like panty shots what can i say yeah you know? i think i think it was i think it was a telling time when uh what was that one show uh it's i see something not i see like the letter i see something 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 it was it was a show where when we were t- it was the one with the rats that were like just attacking some girl in a locker room and oh, uh, giving her like ecstasy from it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I got you. And that was uh, that was a show that was during the time where I was like, just be a hentai. I don't see yeah. what the point of this is. I would rather see a hentai of this. And, I and that is definitely a a point where. And I, I think it's definitely have has gone down. I honestly believe it's gone down because I mean there was there was that, there was that period of time where there was a ton of shows like that where it was literally it should have been a hentai. I was it was I was constantly joking about it. This should have just been a hentai. And then at some point, I want to say last year, 20, 2016, it seems like that has gone down significantly. You don't have shows. Yeah, you have like H X H, Valkyrie Drive. Mm-hmm. What are the ones here recently? I can't think of any off the top of my head. I'm sure somebody will let us know. <laughs> right. I mean, but it's, I mean, yeah, you do have like, you know, Grimgar Fantasy Ash where it keeps looking at Yume's butt or, uh, it's just, it doesn't seem like there is those, those should have been hentai shows anymore. I think it has definitely gone down. I don't know what that means. I don't know if there's a trend there that I'm just missing, but I think it's probably more to the idea of trying think... to 
cater more to a broader audience and they're realizing that's really isolating people. I don't know. I don't know exactly what the directors are thinking there. I don't think it's ever really truly been a very heavy thing. It's it's one of those that just randomly you have this super fan servicey show. I would say once every two seasons or so. I think that's all that it's ever really been. Yeah. I mean, there would, every now and then there would be a... Or maybe just Crunchyroll and Funimation don't pick it up. Maybe 100. There would be... Oh, no. I mean, we're literally getting pretty much every show anymore. Right. And yeah, there's there there's the, the anomalies like HXH. There was uh, a Valkyrie Drive. There was... I guess there's still like My Wife is Student Council. So right. yeah, I would still say there's probably still one per season. But it's not like all of them. And yeah, you can make an argument for shows like a hundred, uh, Asterisk War, uh, Fell Night having those scenes where the curls, a character's in their their underwear. But for the most part, it's 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 not as bad as it's really ever been. I I made it a point here recently when we do our reviews to put the warning section where I pretty much point out, yeah, this has nudity scene and it has uh, sexual content and it has innuendos, whatever uh, violence. And I rarely ever use it. And it's like, wow, technically I'm not even using this really much anymore. Uh, like, you know, uh, uh, is that of the last witch? There was one bath scene. And that's really it. Right. So, I mean, it's not as bad as it used to be. No way. So, I, I hate to do this, but we've got to get to the main crux of the entire issue with the fan service problem. This is what everybody, if you listen to anybody complaining about fan service, at some point they're probably going to say this. And that is the male gaze. It's Isaka, by the way. Just for all the people wondering Isica. what the rat the rat attacking the girls <laughs> show was, that should have been hentai. Um that and that is it, at some point, usually somebody will say it was the male gaze. I couldn't stand the male gaze. It was too much. That I, I all I seen was the male gaze. Okay. You want to read the thing? Oh, yeah. This is uh, for Cute High School Defense Club Love. The only concern I can foresee is that certain type of person may take umbrage with these homosexual overtones that may go from playful to queerbaiting. On the other hand, it's interesting to see something that is arguably viewed through the female gaze. Overall, I recommend it to anyone who has taste for this ridiculous. Now, before they ridiculous. Sorry. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't particularly care as as far as which gaze it is. In my opinion, okay. What? What? It, let me let me go through a couple of little points. First, according to Wikipedia, because I've heard male gaze a lot. And Wikipedia, and- by the way, is like <laughs> the encyclopedia of the new age. There is no faults in here. It's written by very. <laughs> Uh, professors, so just keep that in mind. I'm being, you know, sarcastic. <laughs> I had a rough idea of what male gaze was, but I didn't really know for certain. So I went to, like Andrew said, the foremost authority on all things, they have Wikipedia. And <laughs> I said, "What Wikipedia, what is a male gaze? And I said, and they said... <laughs> <laughs> you did not just ask that and Wikipedia answered you. Would you use like uh, like Siri or something? No, I let me see. Let me see if Siri does that. Hold on. A second. <laughs> what is a male gaze? It'll probably bring up the Wikipedia. Here's what I got. 
It brought up Wikipedia for gaze. It means to look steadily, <laughs> intently with you. No, no, it got it. It literally stop. <laughs> it, it did. It did say what is male gaze, and she just looked up gaze. Okay, oh my gosh. so w- Wikipedia says male gaze is the way in which the visual arts and literature depict the world and women from a masculine point of view, presenting women as objects and male pleasure. The phrase male gaze was coined by the feminist film critic Laura Mulvey in 1975. So, the, and apparently the male gaze consists of three perspectives. That of the person behind the car- camera. Number two, that of the creators, the characters within the representation of the film itself. And third, that of the spectator. So, me trying to make this more simpler for myself. Um, I, I got it pretty much down to male gaze is a reference to two concepts to give the viewer shots considered appealing to, to the audience targeted shots. And number two shots that the camera, the cameraman or director in the case of anime considers attractive and unintentionally biased or or targeted to a male audience. Yeah, I mean, basically, what that would break it down to, and it's exactly what I see in it, is yeah, there's a there's a show where uh, a good example, One Room here recently uh, is a current short oh, that's that on there. Is creepy as all get out. <laughs> yeah, that beside the point. That would be male gaze from the perspective of the character. You are seeing from the view of the character. Uh, there's a lot of shows where, uh, you know, the female character comes running down between the desks and walks toward the, the male characters are sitting down there. And then the anime immediately shifts to the view of the character and they see the character running up and their chest is bouncing or whatever. That is the perspective of the character. Then there's the uh, where this would be the camera would technically be the uh, the chosen perspective of the animation or where their 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 view is from in what they animate. Of just the, like the cameraman, where it's just literally, yeah, the, the the camera is down here, you know, low shot to the girl's skirt, almost looking up or possibly looking up her skirt to her panties or whatever. That would be the camera view. So that would be my examples for people. You got it figured out. I got it. <laughs> I don't know what the spectator would be. So <laughs> I w- I would assume the cameraman and the spectator would be the same thing, but I guess not. Yeah, it's the it's the person doing the viewing. So it 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 just it's it's all about angles, and 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 we'll get into that. So is it is it possible to get around the male gaze? Mm, yeah, I mean, there's a but there's a there's a point to it every single time. There's a point to it. It's either to sell. Or to get personal with a character, or it is to, yeah, even when it's a character who is, like, again, bringing it up again, because it's a really easy example, one room, uh, the the perspective of, yeah, the character, the, the, the first person view of the, the character, and they're looking down in the chest of the, the character in front of them, that's, n- that's technically giving you in in the in the in the this is a, I guess it's a really bad example because one room's technically supposed to be you're watching from the you're you are personified and in this world uh but a, a show where again where the 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 male character in their chair and the girl comes walking down the 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 walkway and then he looks over at her and then looks down her shirt that's giving you a notice that that character's looking at that uh Sayrin when he walks up to his desk and looks down on the desk and sees her butt prints on it, 
That's his view to show you that he's taken a note of that. That's they're they're building the character that yeah they might be a little perverted they they are flawed. It's not always a bad thing. I guess the point. The the I I I don't really think it's possible per se. It really depends on an aspect of what you are perceiving the. And just like what Andrew was kind of saying, but I don't, he didn't say it in the same words that I'm going to say it. Obviously. (laughs) Unless you repeat me. It, it's not, it's not possible because of the, the very implication of what male gaze is. The idea behind what an angle is. I mean, if you get, get down to the, the, the very nature of, a director and what he is doing um, or a person who's actually doing the camera work in, in, in the other aspect. What is the director doing? He's trying to make the most aesthetically pleasing shot possible. Now, what he thinks is aesthetically pleasing is by default biased towards what he believes is good looking. A male? A male. <laughs> uh, a male is directing a shot from the view of a male. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's just like uh, Sword Art Online, uh, the Gungill arc, the second season. You know, the shots where Sinan is laying down, taking a snipe shot. Yeah, technically, you get a full, nice angle at her butt. It's a nice butt. It was a good looking <laughs> but it's a It's a cool shot. You have, you basically have the snipe shot view. You have over her shoulder, off in the distance. Yeah, you can focus on just the fact that her butt's there, but you can also see if you took a if you took a chance at the time to see what Look all of what the rest of the scene. <laughs> it is a great angle with an added bonus if you're you know you want to see that. <laughs> I'm trying to make this as comedic as possible, so I'm hoping I'm not offending anybody. But it is a it is a very cool angle with a an added thing to it. So yeah. Um, two people can look at the same piece of art and come away with very different ideas and very different feelings about that piece of art. And I think that that is the intrinsic nature of what is being seen here. Like Andrew was saying, I, I see a really great scene. (laughs) Somebody else who's maybe not as interested in that will see a very excellent scene of her taking up that sniper shot and it's a really cool scene and yes you have to go back a couple times if you if you only seen the butt you you have to go back a couple times and actually look at the rest of the scene because she is taking a sniper shot and it looks really cool <laughs> it's, it's hard to get passed around that i mean, it's, I mean she does a have a nice one. butt i mean <laughs> it's not taking up the entire shot um there's some <laughs> shots where it does but we're getting sidetracked we're getting so really hard. bad <laughs> um but that's basically my point, is there's always a different way to look at a scene, depending on who... I've heard of people talking about going back on Ikuhara's sh- shows and watched it 15 different times and got very different things out of it 15 different times. That's a great thing. That is art. That is the very nature of art. You yourself may look at it different times and see different things. And that... and. I think that's kind of the gist of this. Now, going back to the director. Remember, the director believes 
if the director believes that a scene is attractive, then he will portray that scene to the viewer. If he doesn't think it looks good, he won't portray it to the viewer. Um, it's not necessarily fan service to him. He may just be seeing a scene that looks good, and he thinks this particular scene is great. There's been there's several scenes in Kiki's delivery service where it was like, wow, uh, I know he's not necessarily um, and he I mean Miyazaki. I know he's not big on fan service. He's not. But there's some scenes in Kiki's delivery service that if I was really, really hypersensitive about that, yeah, I'd go, why am I looking at child porn? And but it's not it, it never comes off as that for me. Does that make sense? Well, I mean, that's just like uh, erased when when the yeah, when great the, scene when Kayo is there and and, you know, having the bath scene with the mom. It's just like we seen it as like this is a really great bonding moment. And then there's this other side that says that is just exploitative to these this little girl. And it's like, no, it, it was a bonding scene. It was getting away from the sun, getting her alone and having this bonding point. That is just that is a culture thing. That is where they bond. It's it's just showing all and having this private moment together. And it was a very touching scene to me. I I was I was choked up from that and I was choked up even more with the the morning out the the morning breakfast scene. Because all that was still encompassing the same idea of portraying family. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's still in all those things of who sees it. Miyazaki, I can see him, you know, having, you know, Kiki and her, her underwear getting closed up or something like that. And you can obviously see that as being uh, wrong within that same time. But he's looking at it as this is just the this, this story and there's a kid. He's getting cl- the clothes together. We're all grownups, right? Oh, obviously we're not. I don't know. It, it, it could be different for some people, I guess. Going going on from here, it, um, remember that the director is going for the greatest entertainment value possible. And if he thinks that he needs a little bit of spicing up, that's what he's going to do. I, I have a couple of kind of uh, examples. Why not have a mecha battle while the commander's giving you information dump about how dangerous the super gun button works? That's spicing it up. That is, you don't want to have an information dump, but if you have an information dump while there's a huge mecha battle going on, it's a little bit more, more exciting. Um, have a good looking guy stand hot in, in a hot spring buck naked and explain how to win the gold medal. Oh, you didn't think I'd go there. Did you? That's fan service. It doesn't really matter how you look at it. What it's going for is what is going to get the information out to you so that you have a story that's entertaining you and while at the same time have something that the director thinks looks good and present it to you so that you can go, yeah, that looks pretty pretty good. What'd you on that one? You took a jab at people, I know. (laughs) Hey, it was a good looking scene. Wasn't for me, but it was a good looking scene. I mean that that's the same exact as the the Sinon on and Sword Online. They both had a butt in it. They yeah. were both a very, <laughs> very well directed shot. It's just whether you're gonna like the butt of the guy or you're gonna like the butt of Sinon. Yeah. It's really the same the same the, we we went back to my pre I'm glad I brought up Sinon back there now. Because <laughs> I didn't have to re explain that. 
you can just recall and go, oh, yeah, that's technically the same thing. They're both very and, – and that goes again to what I was talking about with Sakano, How to Raise a Boring Girlfriend. I knew what they were doing there. I knew that people would not like those certain shots, but I thought that they were aesthetically pleasing. They were cool angles, and they were all to keep you entertained. Wow, yeah, Sakano, How to Raise a Boring Girlfriend. It has a lot of those scenes where it's just jabbering on. Uh, Shaft is a primary example. They hate – sticking onto two people's face talking. They want to show you everything in the world the room and they will show you every character in the room, every angle of ever those of those characters in that room. So you can probably imagine walking yourself through that room and not tripping over a single thing or person. <laughs> you could probably walk under people if you wanted to. You'd know that room that well enough. So you as the viewer, what what are you getting out of this scene? Your first reaction is usually based on previous scenes. So when you get a new scene, your reaction will also take into consider what you've are consideration what you've already gotten. You'll take that scene and that and the the based on previous scenes is is going into the snowball effect that me and Andrew have talked about before, where you'll take something, it'll bug you, and then it'll just kind of compound out. And as you go through the show things will make it even worse or you'll be able to diffuse that previous. So you're always carrying the previous scenes with you to the next scene. And that's going to affect your reaction. Then you will go through a consideration of the information that you glean from that scene. Um, You'll decide whether or not it's important to um, whether or not... uh, You'll decide whether or not it's important and then carry it forward into the next scene or you will disregard it as useless or, i.e., fluff. Um, You have to expand. I'm I'm lost. (laughs) Basically, when when, when a scene comes up, you are looking at that scene. Whatever has happened before that will directly affect how you view the next scene. Mm -hmm. So... And then when you look at that scene, you will do one of two things. You'll take it in as fluff, i.e. fan service, or you will decide whether or not it is an information that you need information out of. If I'm following you, then it would be to the example of you have a scene where something is happening that's very serious. A lot of people are often very derailed when that serious scene suddenly has a bikini shot. They get their they see that as fluff and it gets derailed. Right. Or whether on the opposite end, if if a show has a lot of silliness and you're having a lot of fun and then it becomes very, very serious immediately, it seems to have an opposite effect, actually, unless you're okay with that transition. It's going to be very right. different. And, that, and that's that's my main my main point is of uh, as a viewer, you're what the what the director is doing in a scene and what you are receiving in that scene is two different things. You are going to look at the scene, depending on what happened before, you will decide whether or not this scene is important or not. Now, if you've already decided the scene, bef- all scenes before that are have ruined the show, then whatever is on the scene screen does not matter to you in the slightest. Now, if you are already in a mode of this is an important scene, then you will gather that information and keep going. Or if you'll decide it's fluff and you don't need that information, and then you will move forward. So this is basically my point that I made way, way earlier. This is about probably where it should have gone to yeah. because that was that idea of is fan service okay? And it's like, yeah, technically for every single person, 
how they view a show's fan service is purely based on if they are invested in that show itself. Right. Again, School Live is a good example of people who some may not have been just as invested in that show seeing those certain shots and could not let them go because they had nothing. They didn't. If you weren't invested in that world and you invest in the characters, you're looking for something to hate. I'm not saying this is everybody. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not blanketing everybody. But there is a good portion of people that I feel, based on how they spoke about the show and not rem- – and not usually it's when people get information wrong. And that's where I usually find that that inconsistency. When I, when I notice that they're getting information wrong about the show and where it was going, I can usually tell if they weren't paying attention enough. And that usually tells me that possibly either they weren't watching it, you know, you know, they were looking at their phone or whatever, or they were they were looking for things and those things were standing out to them and they were just sticking on those things. And that could be an element of the fan service and them breaking that that flow for them, which I do. I do agree. I think I think the flow of a show is a very important thing. And that is that is really something that tells you that a director knows they're doing and when they don't. And it's not a. I want to say it's not necessarily a difficult thing, but that's being very broad. But it's not difficult for somebody to – it's hard to write up a story. It's probably even extensively more difficult to make storyboards. I, I, I can't even comprehend storyboards. But if they were making the – I think it's not hard looking at a storyboard to realize, dude, you really shouldn't transition to this goofy moment right here because uh, a good example with uh, – Kiss Him, Not Me, here recently, I got upset at the idea that they had this whole moment where a character was drowned, and they pulled it, they were, he was on the beach, and they, he wasn't breathing, and they're like, we have to do CPR, and I'm like, this guy literally is not breathing, he needs CPR, uh, they're saying he needs CPR, they go over to do CPR, and the other character brings up the camera and starts snorting, and to take the picture, that was a bad flow for me, you literally went to f- technically fan service. Uh, and made a comical moment of it, fresh out of the direness of somebody drowning or suffocating or dying. Essentially, there is an element of flow. You have to flow into the fan service. You can't just shoot it out there, kind of thing. Am uh, I on the same beat as you? Uh, pretty much, most okay. of the way. <laughs> so, information and fluff. What is information? Information. That's a very broad term, but it's <laughs> it's just the the context of things. It's it's effectively the 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 knowledge, the story being portrayed going to you as the viewer. You, the director, needs to get this information across. That is story in nature per se, and he needs to get that information across to you. Oh, you meant directing wise? Okay, sorry. Right. I thought you meant broadly <laughs> information. I'm like, whoa. Okay, let's ha- let's have an entire podcast now. Yeah, this is this is in context of the show. You're watching the show, and that information needs to be portrayed to you. That Plot. that could be setting that plot. It could be setting information on context. As far as context. Uh, the super button. You need to know about the super button and how important that super button is. Mechanics. Um, you need to know how to get your gold medal. Um, you need to know the journey. The yeah. You need all that information. It has to be portrayed to you. That, that folding is, bikes aren't good for going going up mountains. Exactly. This is all core to the story. So what is fluff? That rem is the greatest thing ever. No, that's not fluff. That's not fluff. I, you you, that you transitioned too quickly sir. for me. I was still getting them out there. <laughs> Sorry, I have ram on my desktop. I was like, so what information. Is fluff? She's so cute. Yeah, it was kind of funny that it just fell right in line with that. 
she's also fluff. She's both information and <laughs> she's fluff. She's both information and fluff. <laughs> That's why she's rim. She's plot also. <laughs> so what is fluff, Andrew? Fluff is like a cabot, and you want to hug it because it's so soft. <laughs> fluff is things that aren't necessarily necessary. Right. It's the I I've heard it referred to as filler, and I can kind of go with that. Filler is it, fluff is the stuff that is not necessarily moving the story along, but think, it kind think, of kind of gives you something to just eye candy there for a moment right, to keep fillers, things going. Filler fills the gaps, but I think fluff can be both filler and it can be stuff to fluff a scene that is portraying right. information. And this can be portrayed, usually a lot of times it's usually portrayed as, it, it, it usually comes off as fan service, is the reason why I brought this up. Because fan service usually is referred to as fluff. And when you have an, inf- the, the, the big thing about this is, can you portray information in a scene and still have fluff? I just said that, so yeah. <laughs> that's exactly the term again I bring up again it's like Hana Hattori's Boring Girlfriend you have a show that is constantly throwing fluff at you while the information is being portrayed because it's keeping your eyes uh, entertained I mean it goes back to the mecha thing why have all the information when you can't have fluff being the mecha battle it's to keep because anime is a visual and audio medium Mm-hmm. mostly visual for a lot of people, but it's still this idea that you, yeah, you can have silent films, but anime, I, I don't I don't recall any anime that I've ever watched that's been a silent film where it's no audio. It always has audio to go along with it. Uh, the audio usually generally is giving you the, and of course, I guess for an English viewer would be the dub, so you can get the information through the your ears, but yet you still have to have something to look at. And... Information dumps usually happen when you are just getting the information in your ear and you're not given anything to watch. So you're bored. You're like, okay, I'm absorbing all this stuff. Cool, cool, cool. Mm, Too much, too much. Give me a break. Whereas if they do a whole thing where they balance back and forth, they'll have something happening on the screen to keep your eyes entertained while you're absorbing the information in your head. Right. So my main main point out of all this is... The scene does not determine the information being portrayed. There is an exception, however, and that is visual information. Now, I'm going to, before I get into the actual scene that I'm going to use as an example, I want to kind of let you have it at, at, at that and see if you can make any heads or tails out of what I just said. Well, you're saying the same thing as I said earlier with the idea of the... Uh, what was the example I was giving of uh, some shows having a message to give with fan service, but it's not necessarily fan right. service because it's technically bad stuff. Right. Information meaning, meaning that information can be portrayed to you. Like you were saying, audio wise, somebody can tell you something what's going on in the background does not matter in, in the slightest. Now it's better that it goes with what's being said, or it is not trying to dissuade from your, uh, uh, attention per se. You don't want it to be so bombastic. You don't want flashing lights in your eyes while you're receiving the information. But 
it doesn't really necessarily matter. Now, the difference is when there is an exception, and that is visual information. When a scene is actually happening, and whatever is happening on that scene is not something that is being spoken to you. It is actually something that is happening on the screen. Oh, it's like um, a, a spaceship explodes. You don't necessarily have to have somebody say, the spaceship is exploding. Right. I seen that. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. So I actually have kind of an example, and this is kind of a weird one, um, because it's going to make a whole bunch of points all at one time. So you're going to get a lot of different things that are going to come out of this. Um, I think an excellent example is a particular character. Should I name the names or what? How do you think is the best way for me to do that? Um, I think it's very early on in it, so I don't think it's that big of a deal. Okay. In in Akira, a uh, a character named Kauri, which is a girlfriend of an of the kind of main character, um, there's a battle that is taking for taking place, and during that battle, the girl gets held down and her shirt gets ripped off. Now, when it comes down to it, is the scene necessary? Well, I mean, it's just as necessary as any of the other scenes in there that were portraying that it was violence in that show right. or in that world. It, they were the entire opening segments of that show of that movie is giving you a a submersion a submersion into this is this world. Okay, you just sat down from your world. You sat down. You turned on this movie. Come on into here. Sit down and see how violent, how uh, chaotic, how uh, without system, without control, this world is. And that was one part of it. In in my my opinion, okay, and the, and you got to take into consideration everything that I'm going to say here. So please don't take in right off the top because I know I know that it will, will irritate some people. No, I don't think it's necessary. But would you consider it fan service? No, because that, that goes back to where I was exactly. saying earlier, where there are certain cases where there is that stuff. But... The title fan service gives that that idea that it is it is fun and and exactly and tantalizing and you're like ooh Julie this is a uncomfortable right that's like I the example I gave in our last fan service thing was the scene with uh, Rin Tosaka in Unlimited Blade Works where uh, a certain character is kind of sliding his hand up her thigh and it was like it wasn't fan service to me. Uh, a certain scene where a certain character is tied down and the other characters kind of it was supposed to be a certain thing of uh causing the person to submit it wasn't a fan servicey thing to me yeah i guess there's somebody there's somebody out there that finds anything there's somebody that will find Kauri's shirt being ripped exactly. off to be <laughs> tantalizing and sexual but for the majority of people they see that stuff and are uncomfortable I'm uncomfortable with seeing that happen to, to, to Rin Tosaka. I'm uncomfortable with that other character in that show having that happen to them. I'm uncomfortable with uh, certain, like, like uh, even Scum's Wish. I'm uncomfortable watching some of those characters kind of very hesitantly going into the situation that they're in. It's, it's, it, it's, I think, and yeah, it goes back to what we're talking about where you never know the actual intent of the creator. It's very hard to know the actual intent of the creator. But there are some times where you get, based off the narrative for the overall story or that even that episode, you get an idea that this is meant to be uncomfortable. This is obviously meant to be uncomfortable. You want this to stop because otherwise they probably would just keep going with it. 
And if anybody cares to know, no, I don't think it's fan service. <laughs> you kind of said that. But, so, why is it there? I, my opinion, okay, I think that it, impa- it emphasized the weight of the situation, which is kind of, I think, what you were saying. It, it, Each one of those cases I gave, yeah. yes, has a weight of the situation. It, I also think that it increased the stakes of the scene, because what was... What was important was to show that there was a battle between these guy, this gang and Tetsuo. It was important to get that kind of feeling of not okay. It, it's just Tetsuo, and he's got this gang. Who cares? They're going to fight. It's a really easy way to trigger but, that guy. Yeah, it's a good way to make to ratchet up the 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 Escalate stakes it. in that scene. Yeah, and that I think is important. So all of this taken into consideration. What I'm trying to say is consider the necessity of the scene to determine the designation of whether or not it's a fluff scene. What is everything that is... Take the entire scene as a whole before you decide whether or not it is a fluff scene or if it is an information scene. Yes, sometimes you don't need a, a certain particular angle. That's That's fine. But remember, that particular scene may be there for visual eye candy, per se, rather than just having a person standing there talking to you for 20 minutes about what's there. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, so next one we have is Keijo, a a snippet from somebody on Keijo. Uh, this one is basically, this is a fan service show that's making an effort to cover up that fact, or at least excuse it, but creating a sport and claiming it's all about that. I definitely appreciate that attempt, and to, uh, d- to a degree, I'm even impressed that the original manga author was able to create a game so perfectly suited for his, to, its, to his purpose. Uh, there's, no, there's also something to be said about the fact that during the one full match we see, Heroine Nozomi is clearly shown um, with a bruise from her opponent, steely, uh, steely behind, uh, because this is a kind of game that could really hurt a player. On the other hand, breasts as a weapon, really? That just sounds needlessly painful, as well as thin excuse for focus on bustier ladies in the artwork. Uh, <laughs> disagree with them being very busty most of the cases. Uh, plus, breasts are composed primarily of soft, fatty tissue, uh, so they really wouldn't be make great for make great for powerful attacks. Of course, if all you need is an excuse for women to grab their own breasts and smoosh them up against the other woman's, none of them, uh, none of that needs to be considered. So just for the fun of it, I want to make a kind of a, I, I don't know, thought experiment. What would happen if you were to get rid of all male gaze? Just, just got rid of it. What would you have at that point? What you would effectively have is pretty much a puppet show and the screen would be fixed in a location and all the characters would be moving in from the side to the side. Unless the men like that, that gaze from that direction. <laughs> then that would be the male gaze. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's the puppet gaze. <laughs> and, and that's, and that's really effectively the point. So what is an angle? Angle of perspective. An angle is pretty much a perspective from a different spot. So you've either got a side shot or you would have a shot from above because we can't go. Well, I guess from above would be bad, too. My point being, 
depending is, on how much they arc their backs, yeah, I guess it could be a really bad angle. <laughs> or they're standing on their heads. So effectively, my point is, is that really all you've got, if you're taking out the entire gaze from a from a scene is you only have one pretty much place that you can put the, the camera. So, can you do a clinical non-male gaze show and still make it visually pleasing? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Do you think it's possible? Yeah. Yes, you could. And I... But my my question at that point becomes, what would you consider the star of the show? If you consider that the show is based is is a visual entertainment medium, and you take into consideration that what you want to see is what is aesthetically pleasing, when you're watching a show, what would you find visually pleasing about that? Whatever is artwork on that show, or whatever, like if let, let me be crazy here for a second. A character. If the character looks good, you will find that aesthetically pleasing. So you'll want to see that which you think is aesthetically pleasing. I can think of only maybe one or two, three shows that probably could really pull this off. And I think a show like Mushishi would be one of those, which a lot of the shots were more scenic. They were not more gazing per se. So... You could make the case that Mushishi is probably about as clinical and non-male gaze as possible. But again, I go back to the point. Who is the star of the show? The environment? Ginkgo? The Mushi? The patients? The Mushi. The Mushi, yeah. Mushis are are pretty... (laughs) Kind of the point of the show. (laughs) But yeah, it, it still goes back to the point. I mean... Every episode, yeah, they all follow Ginkgo, but the show is very scenic, very environmental. It has the mushi in the environment. The care, the parent, the patients. Each patient has their own story, so the patients can't be the story or the star. So, what is the star? It's an interesting question. All right, a quote from a post about fan service. Females admire sexualized characters, while males objectify sexualized characters. Characters within anime respond differently towards the fan service presented in front of them. The characters respond and the audience reacts and are vastly different for each gender-specific fan service. In male-directed fan service, I often see female characters being held responsible for the male gaze. For example, this character wears a dress that's revealing and tight enough to show her breast curve shape. Uh, the male character and camera angle focus on her breasts. If she calls him out um, in a, hey, my eyes are up here, buddy, sort of way, typically the male characters will say something along the lines that she, that he wasn't staring or flat out say that it was her fault for wearing such revealing clothes. Which, by the way, is never a character's choice or even the choice that of the character designers, creators, uh, thought that there would be... would where based on the obviously full-fleshed, fully fleshed out personality and characters. In Free, Go uh, herself never tells the boys to cover up because they're being obscene, and not all of them are even in Speedos. Why? They're swimmers, for crying out loud, and they're fully dressed in normal situations. The only character who is most fanservice-y would be Haru, because he literally undressed in the next... 0.005 seconds after he sees water, but he's confirmed merman, so that's okay. 
He's just returning to the sea where the, that beautiful, majestic bastard belongs. That got weird. <laughs> I don't want to watch Free anymore. <laughs> I'm joking. Ah, uh, so the conundrum of fan service versus man service. Man service. You gotta say it right. <laughs> man. Man service. Man service, Chris. Come on. So, in the same season, two entirely different angles on the exact same content. This goes back to where we were. I was saying earlier, when we were talking about making this outline, it was like, okay, yeah, this was kind of about the point where we had, specifically for me, was a lot of standing out for me, was Kaijo, Kaijo and Yuri on Ice. It was like these two, both having fan service in it, but both being looked at differently. But it was also weird because you also had Keijo was being accepted by a really large group of people that would normally see that as bad. Uh, for Keijo, here's 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 two quick snippets we have. Uh, for Keijo, we have this snippet from somebody that wrote, uh, we've increasingly seen anime that takes fan service as well at, as its subject and not as a supplement to its subject. Uh, this isn't hentai, and yet in Keijo, female androgynous uh, zones are the subject a, with a thin plot, shambly plastered on top. I'm sorry. Uh, the occasional upskirt or uh, upskirt shot or fully body panned is expected. Ter- tolerably uh, tolerable mainstay of contemporary anime. Uh, what I don't understand is why, despite cultural differences, a lot of Americans, uh, American anime fans, see Keijo and laugh it off, unmoved. That in this show, women are valued at the sum of the total of their body parts. I think that was one of the very few ones that were kind of against that show. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're on ice. We have this snippet. We gotta uh, we gotta limit it to a couple sentences. But I really want to talk about butts. You're on ice. Let's talk about that first. Uh, there's butt grabbing. There's a lot of butts. There. This is not me. I'm I'm actually quoting here. <laughs> there's a lot of butts. There is a lot of butt action this week. <laughs> I almost said the wrong phrase. Don't worry. Just some stuff about butts. Yeah, um, Chris is a big person who likes butts. <laughs> Not Chris me. Chris in the show, by the, the way. Chris in the show. <laughs> this is the... F- he might, too. <laughs> so we just talked about sinning. Um, this is the first year on ice that felt like a sports anime despite the butt grabbing. But also because we see multiple contenders going up against Yuria in the Grand Prix. Uh, so you actually seen full routines and the themes they chose and also their butts. Think the animators dropped the, the animation dropped also. Yep, a little bit. Uh, that will be fixed in the Blu-ray for obvious reasons. Also, I hate Chris and his I'm not this Chris again, we're talking about the show. <laughs> Also, I hate Chris, and I hate his stupid eyelashes, and I don't care for his fancy butt, and I don't care that he thinks he's a hot one. He's not the hot one with what about... This is really weird. (laughs) Hot one, what about the really scary one with the uh, Maleficent uh, sleeping beauty for his ex-girlfriend doing his routine really intense? He's a lot like Mako from Legend of Korra. So that's you're on ice, butts. That was literally a... A really weird con- transcript, <laughs> by the way. It was literally something that was... That, that is a quote from a person talking about Yuri on Ice. I kid you not. Now, my 
let's just go on and we'll actually get to the point. What in the world is man service? As Andrew says. Man service. All right. I need an echo. <laughs> you could probably add that to postscript. So, can men be objectified? Uh, are men objectified? Well, I guess the first question comes up is, can you objectify a fictitious character? That, that really goes... This is something I was wanting to bring up earlier, but it's very difficult things to get into because... I wanted to get into it earlier, but I, I didn't get around to it. But it's a thing of... Or I didn't know where to put it into it. Talking about what limits we can place on something like anime or a medium of some type of uh, of uh, fictitious writing is how... Yeah, you can view it as, well, these are just animated characters. You can't really... You can't put them into the same realm of protection as you do a human being. Or you have to limit what you can show happen to those characters because it might warp the mind of a person. That's where it gets really difficult. Because the initial thought is, well, how can you really objectify a fake character? These aren't real people. But at the same time, in the same breath, that same person might go, I watched Erase, and I was insanely emotionally invested in these characters. I felt like I really did see that character walk into their, her first breakfast with a actual family, and I broke into tears. So there's an element of you, you can make a disconnect of yourself from the fact that these are actually not real people, but at the same time, at the same, in the same breath, you can say, this connected to me because I felt like they were real characters. It's a very difficult thing to get into, but that's that goes in that realm of can you technically objectify a female character in an anime? At the same time, can you objectify a male character in an anime? I don't personally think you can because they're technically fictitious characters, but I do get that there's a cross-argument of the idea that you technically can get emotionally invested into a character. Hey, <laughs> Kyo made me cry. That's what I mean. <laughs> I, I, that's an interesting, I, I wasn't even going at it from that angle at all. It's, I, I think that my, my main point is, is if you can objectify a female, you can objectify a male. And, I think that the kind of points that we that I pulled out a few minutes ago makes my point completely. If you can sit here and 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 say butts, 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 oh yeah, there's characters in this show, butts, butts, butts. I think that I could make the case that you just objectified a couple of men in a show. Now, how you feel about whether or not that objectification is there that's irrelevant the point is is that there you can objectify a man just as much as you can objectify a female i personally like andrew was saying it's a show sometimes things are done in the show that i don't care for sometimes they can have me tearing up and crying for a little girl for her first breakfast in a long time with a family i so, yeah, I can fall in love with a character, and no, I don't mean I fell in love and was wanting to be with Kayo. I mean, I fell in love with her as a character, a person. And, yes, I can see the point of each character is their own person, but not in the sense of they're 
characters on a screen. They're telling a story. That's it. My empathy towards that story is irrelevant to whether or not they're objectified. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I'm following. I think I think it was a bad example to have the that other article with the Keijo cuz uh, I think a, a good way of contrasting this cuz I know you're going to get into this eventually is the idea of why you had that year that 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 particular uh write out that you had of of that discussion about Yuri on Ice in that same particular uh, group of people that were talking in that that transcript that you made, the same people talked about in that season, uh, and it's a better example for that um, because I think they were technically okay with with uh, Kaijo as well, or Kaijo. I'm sorry, uh, Yuri on, on that same group. They talked about uh, uh, Ray witches, and they shut down real quick because it was girls and they were uh, showy. And I don't even think that, that that Brave Witch is that bad as compared to uh, Strike Witches. It was it was very uh, clean in that regard. So there is that little bit of okay, why is this okay, but this is not that that over there was technically objectifying those girls, but over here it's not. It's okay to objectify these men. They were that was a prime thing that came up everywhere. Was like that. Again, that that shot of him and the of uh, Victor in the in the bath and uh, Yuri coming in and it's just right on his butt. I mean, no steam whatsoever. This is a full shot of the butt, and everybody was going gaga. They were happy about this. They were they were yes, this looks great. Yeah, look at that butt. And it's like, but not as a joke. I was totally meant not meant to do that. If you, I believe purely. 100%. I will not if anybody denies this, they're crazy. If Yuri on Ice had Yuri was a female character, Victor was a female character, Yuri came running into that bath and there was a full butt shot of a girl standing in that bath, everybody would throw that out the window. That show would not make it past episode 1 on everybody's watch list. I agree. And that is crazy that and I think somebody said at some point that you could replace them with female characters and it would be the same story. And it's like, but the point really is, if it was female characters, that show would not see as much attention as it did. Of course, partly is because, like I mentioned earlier, it is it is going for a Fajoshi audience and they are very passionate about it and they loved it to death and I'm happy they loved it to and, death. And, but the point is specifically about the fan service and this fan service would not have been accepted if it was female characters. And, and again, remember, we love Yuri on Ice. This is not a bashing right. of Yuri We're on talking Ice. Fan We're service. talking about the discussion that is had around fan service and that is the... I, I just want to make sure if anybody has forgotten for some reason that we're this is what we're talking about. We're not criticizing Yuri on Ice. We're criticizing the discussion. I, I put this I, I think that this probably got shifted when I was doing my um, my I'm uh, this is this is going to sound out of place. And, and I, I'm going to try and m- give you some context of it. There is a. Free is a uh, a Fujoshi loved show, and it is kind of implied. I like I said, I have not personally watched it. I kind of can see why it could be seen as a fan service, just like Yuri on Ice is. We know for a fact there's objectification in Yuri on Ice, and there is a 
apparently a controversy revolving around free and whether or not it is objectifying men or whether or not it is a bad show or a good show because quote unquote objectification of men. Now, I this the and, and I'm gonna go out on a limb here because I'm sure there probably is somebody who really truly hates free. There's a lot of people who really, really hate KyoAni shows in general, so it doesn't surprise me. And I believe that if I watch free, I will love it to death. I have no doubt about that. Now, here's my my question, because is free truly controversial? I don't think so. I really think that anybody who truly is upset about the objectification of men, quote unquote, I really don't think they're truly upset about the objectification of men. I seriously doubt any man gives a crap about the objectification of men. Um, that's just me personally. I, there, I, there's probably somebody who thinks differently, and so I could probably be wrong. M- but my point earlier was, yes, men are objectified. I really don't give a crap. If you like a show because the men are objectified in it, by all means, have fun in it. I don't care. Now, what I think is happening is people who love free are probably getting trolled. And the reason why I say this is mostly because after taking into consideration a lot of what's going on here, I can't see anybody truly being upset about the objectification in, in especially if you are on like in our situation where we like fan service. And we're fine with it. If there's fan service in in free, I'm fine with it. I don't give a crap. But now, if somebody is okay with fan service on this side, on 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 the female side, and has a problem with free, I think there's a bigger problem. And I think what it is is like Andrew was m- mentioning earlier, the hypocrisy of it. I would be more annoyed by the idea, and this is something that is starting to come up more and more, and it's starting to bother me. Hence the reason why I wrote this entire outline about it. I'm getting more annoyed by the fact that you can sit here in the same exact season, go on and on about how horrible of a show Keijo is, and then turn around and say, butts, butts, butts. Oh, I, I didn't think that this character was all that great. Butts, 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 butts. You are being hypocritical right there in the same exact season, i.e., or the, like Andrew had mentioned, Brave Witches. Let's, let's, yeah, let's go down the line here. We have uh, Scorching Ping Pong Girls. That was terrible because the male Bouncing gaze. Bouncing boobs, Mune Mune yeah, or yeah, whatever Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doki Dokis. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Just put it in there. Uh, there was, yeah, the Brave Witches was in that season. Um, they loved Bungo Stray Dogs. Yeah, perfectly fine with that. Flip Flappers, there was a shower scene in that one. Could, did did not like having that in that show. Could not accept that. Uh, I think there was a little bit of regalia. No, I, think, I don't think anybody touched regalia during that season because that was a leftover. Um, I think that was it. Because, like, of course, there's not I really much I want to say Zeta got a little bit of hate, but yes, it, was, had a little it, bit. Was, yeah. it was light. A Cultic Nine... Definitely hit. Yeah, got a bouncy, little bit of hate. bouncy, bouncy, bouncies. Yeah. So basically, the point is, is if you're going to 
and 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 this is I I keep going back to the exact same problem, and I I want to keep my main main point at the bottom. So bear with me a second. Um, my my thing is 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 free truly getting backlashed against, or is the hypocrisy being backlashed against? I think that's really more the problem. Yeah, I think as I think at the time that you have people that are upset at that that idea of the hypocrisy, the easy what the easy thing to point out is free. The only reason we're not bringing up free throughout this entire podcast until now is because we haven't watched it. I can't really give you a, a prime example there, but I can give you prime examples of other shows. And a fresh one on the mind, of course, is your and I. So because I, I I would read a lot of a lot of things when I was going through the fan service issue. I found a lot of things where people were were going. I don't understand why do people hate free so much. I don't think people really truly hate free. I think what it is is if you've been, you can go into the the a lot of different situations where if you've gotten gotten preached at for a long time about whatever, this is wrong. When some when you have that chance to get in there and make a point and show people this is hypocr- uh, hypocrisy in the making right here, they're going to make the biggest boldest explanation of that point to make you see it for yourself. Our next one we have is a write-up on, specifically, it looks like Bakemonogatari, Keijo, and Monster Muzumi. It says, Bakemonogatari is one of my favorite anime, but in it, an 11-year-old girl is regularly subject to harassment. Despite sirens going off in my head, I kept watching it, or I keep watching it. Uh, it's just such a well-crafted show, from its architecture to its wits. But you couldn't get me to watch Monster Muzumi or Keijo uh, if you paid me in double dark chocolate cake. Uh, that's because they must have really liked dark double chocolate cake because <laughs> I would ask for money. That's because in its entirety, they feel crafted to turn on straight dudes. Oh, they feel crafted to turn on straight dudes, uh, of which I am not one. Admittedly, it makes me mad that women's body parts are a plot device. All right, now... Technically, they're snake women and bird women and <laughs> centaur women and merm women and spider women. <laughs> this gets into... And druid women. <laughs> he doesn't want me to go into this next section. This is... Prob- I hate a certain term. I'm going to let you use it, but I'm just going to come out and say I don't like the term, and that's the only reason I gave my hand a hard time hate, on it. I hate the term, but no matter what, I couldn't seem to so I guess get around going it. Going forward, we're going to use some lingo that might be offensive to some younger view listeners. So I guess we could just throw a warning out there and then go from there because we're we're always pointing out the idea of being uh, safe and stuff like that. But it is a is a jargon. It's not a cuss word or anything. It's just I. And I'll just say it. I hate the term "fap." I hate it. I've always hated when people use that term. It drives me nuts. I ha- I think it's a disgusting term, and I hate it how loosely it's used. But yeah, anyways, and well, it has become kind of part and parcel to this entire next section. It's a meme term. It is, and it, what what ended up happening at some point, and I think what it is 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 I don't know if it's. <laughs> There's a perceived idoliz- idealization, not idolization, idealization. Uh, effectively, there is people who think that 
the people who watch this kind of show um, do certain things involving that show. And that is where I was bringing up the point because I don't know how else to put it because this is the only term self pleasuring yourself over self-pleasuring yourself over it that every and time you watch an episode of my wife is student council president I have to tell Chris to leave the room because man it got me all hot and bothered exactly now we go right on to the next episode exactly. <laughs> next show and 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 that and, and I don't know if it's just a general lack of ignorance or just general ignorance, or if yeah, it's just probably nobody you know, takes the time that just a little, well, I feel a little weird now. I guess I need well, to figure okay, it out. And, that, and I'm going to get to that. We're talking about the general audience right here. Exactly. I'm going to get to that. The point is what I, what I, what I'm saying is I don't know if it's general ignorance or just because nobody bothers to refute this because nobody is standing up like I'm doing right now and saying, look, guys are not like this. I, I, if you think that there is guys who are doing this, you're wrong. <laughs> They're gonna go watch a porno. That is, that is. My I'm point. not gonna go to Kajo and 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 for say, that. okay, Andrew, I gotta go for a minute. No, that's not happening here. Okay, people <laughs> don't do that. If you're an especially, adult, guys don't do no, this. Okay, I'm gonna say that there's there's gonna be somebody out there, but especially not for me, Monster Musume. That was not for me whatsoever. And exactly watching and Bird like, Girl have an egg while a guy's filming her disgustingly that, that did not. Yeah, have it was me not a turn on. Like that it, way. And that's my main point. Okay, maybe, maybe a thirteen or fourteen year old gets a little excited when he watches an an etchy show. He's trying to explore okay. himself. Maybe. Hey, yeah, but that is not a full grown adult. Okay, maybe there's one or two guys out there somewhere in the in the void. We counted them. There's two. There's two. Okay, there's two of them, not this. These two. We we're thinking one, but then we're like, you know what? There's that other person. So there's two of them. <laughs> We've counted two so far. Just in case, I'm gonna say three. Just in case. Just to get, three just, of them. just to make sure that people yeah, think yeah. we're talking just, about ourselves. Just so that you have a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of wiggle. Somebody room. stood up a second there. We got four now. All right. <laughs> but no, I mean, for serious, I, I, the, the amount of people that are probably having that problem is very, very minimal. Most guys don't get that turned on. I maybe might get a little uncomfortable with a cat girl, okay? But it's not something that I'm getting excited about. That's the point. There's a weird... Just just let it... Get, just put it to rest. I'm going to tell you right now, this is not happening as much as people seem to think. I mean, it's, it, is a, it is a perception that I think is very, very... Yeah, like you said, I don't think it's really refuted because it would really take somebody that's very gutsy to stand up and go, listen, I heard you talking about this and you think that it's just a, you know, something that's going to turn me on and, and I'm going to be all crazy on it and, and drooling at the mouth and being turned on and hot and bothered and have to, 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 to handle it. But it's really a thing of no, because I don't think somebody looking and i guess it's the best way that i can put this that is a, as clean as possible that puts it pretty much on there and I, I kind of already mentioned earlier but if that's what i'm looking for a show that is not going to give me any kind of follow through a lot of these etchy shows are they're 
they they tease it. These are tease shows. They never ever get into it. A hentai is a follow through show. A fan servicey show and an etchy show is not a follow through show. They are always to the point. Even my wife, a student council president, is always to that point. It's etchy. It never follows through. If you're if a person that is honestly going to, is doing stuff like that, they're going to go to the stuff that follows through. They're going to go to a porno. They're going to go to a hentai. They're going to go to these other things. Fan service show is not that. Yeah. As clean as as concise as I can get it. Yeah, it was a good way of putting it. So, um so do we need the rest of now, this? I'm okay. gonna, <laughs> I'm going to go I'm going to go on the on the lady side. Now, this remember, I'm a, I'm a guy I don't. What? Yeah, I know. Man, I know. I know. I, I, it's it's crazy. What but. a letdown. <laughs> but I and I don't know exactly the amounts that ladies go through to get to that level. So I'm going to be as vague as po- or not vague as possible, but I'm going to try and get the point across as much as I can. I don't expect that most women get seriously aroused by even the most raunchiest of BLs. I mean, you're talking shirts off in the in the boxers, thrown on the bed. I seriously doubt a lady is going to get turned on by that. But I don't know. That's not my love my area. But they may in a yaoi hentai or a shoujo hentai. But again. I'm a guy. I don't know the excitement levels on that. Now, with my <laughs> experiences with ex-girlfriends, ex-girl- wives, all that, I do know that they work very differently than men. F- different things work for ladies in different ways. My point is, is a lady or... Remember, you don't understand how a guy works. No more than I ex- understand how a lady works. I know how I can get my wife or ex-wife excited, but that's separate from what she watches on TV and what she gets excited by and, and what I get excited by. It's very rare that I ever hear females talking about this particular subject, but a lot of them that I've heard, they are more, they're more, they're more, they mental. get more into a story being told exactly. and a sensual story uh books stuff like that whereas a guy is more was more is mm-hmm. more visual and they might not go all the way because they're reading a book but it's the same as a guy not going all the way because he's watching a fan servicey show that's as best as i can put it based off of what very few times i've actually heard a female decide to even talk about that mm-hmm. subject because it's not really a I guess, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that probably have many female friends that are okay with talking about this stuff. Like, but me personally, I don't have many female friends that are care to talk about stuff like that. Or even if it's at work, I'd probably you know, get fired. So I don't really want to bring up this subject. Uh, but yeah, it's not really it's, – it's a completely different idea. And, I, and it sucks to have that – yeah, seeing those articles written up, whatever, that have that idea of this is obviously what you're doing it, right? And yeah – Who's going to refute it? You're going to look like a disgusting person standing up against that. All right. And we're already Um, discussing human beings, so we're okay (laughs) with talking about it here. My main point, attractive and aesthetically pleasing does not, and I repeat, does not mean I need an excuse to go and take care of an issue. Men are not walking. We're not horn dogs. (laughs) We're not horn dogs. (laughs) Not always. 
Oh, ah. Wow, we got through that one. I didn't yeah. think we were going to get to that part. We did pretty good. Surprise. <laughs> I just had to get it out there, you know, put the pre-point uh, yeah, there. I'm, 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 I'm glad that we got that out there because I think it is an important point that needs to be out there. I just didn't know how to get it out there without sounding like something that we're not. Some of the stuff I we put in there was like, you can put that a different <laughs> way. People aren't stupid. All right, so... If the men of free are not objectified, then the women in most etchy are not objectified. Reasons. The same gazes are used. The same perspectives are used, just some are on the abs and some are on the chest, some are on the legs, some are on the thighs, some are butts. on the, the lips, some are well, on I the guess shoulders. Butts are, are the same in both sections. Some are on the pexes. <laughs> necklines. Yes. Love necklines. They, both, I think both. I think both I've seen them do necklines. I think both sides like the necklines. So... The same rules are are used. Got to get rid of the clothes. Got to get rid of the clothes. <laughs> Though it seems like the the women have to keep more on, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, the men are able to to show the, yeah. the chest. But here's the thing. Different standards are being applied. If you don't care about the fan service in one, the same rules should apply in the other. You, If you have problems with the fan service in one, you have to have problems with the fan service in the other one. Here's the thing. No one denies the fan service in that fan service in the anime is not in anime is not rampant. I agree. I think it's crazy. There's a lot of it. But again, because sex sells because sex sells. But remember, some are more forgiving than others. Okay, just accept the olive branch. Just understand that if I acknowledge that there is fan service, a lot of fan service don't get mad at me because I watch a fan service show. If you're going to turn around and do the same thing and watch a fan service show just because it's targeted at you doesn't mean that I'm a bad person and you're not a bad person. We're doing the same thing. If you are critical of it, of it then be cre- critical of all shows, not just certain shows. If you don't want to watch it because it offends you, don't watch it. Don't, don't, don't push it and then turn around and get mad because it's been made. Okay, it's it's obviously not for you. Don't imply imply a prejudice on a person that does enjoy the show. If I like ReZero and it has a maid in it that you think is objectionable to you, that doesn't mean that it's objectionable to me, but it's got a maid in it. It's not for you, obviously. Otherwise, it wouldn't bother you. I think that's probably, and we we've talked about this in our our critics uh, podcast where we we done the the latest podcast and we talked about it extensively before. Like I think in our rating podcast episode, that I really d- I think it's very important, and I and I catch myself sometimes too. It's very hard to get around it. Uh, you just have to choose your words properly. But it's very it's very it feels very wrong to hear somebody point something out as oh well this is just a fluff show and it's for perverts. Not for me. But it's okay. You can watch. It's fine. It's like you just took a jab at me and then you walked away and smiled at me and waved. I mean, don't even wave at me. You jabbed me in the stomach. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> I mean, it, you you can't... One, you can't generalize an audience. Two, you can't... Uh, just because something stood out to you that was offensive to you doesn't mean it stood out to everybody else or that it was offensive to them. You can't just generalize an audience... And say that it's bad because of this. And I figured it out, everybody. 
I've found the formula, and the formula has this in it, and if you like it, you're bad. No, that's that's just wrong. If you believe at a show is a work of art, then remember that it may speak to another person different than it may speak to you. It It's all about how you receive the art. Um, if you do not believe it's art, then it's there to make money and sex sells. It's a rule across the board. If you believe that it's not art or to make money, then you're watching it for entertainment and somebody will find it entertaining. If you don't believe in that, then why are you watching it? What other reason is there? Go something else. <laughs> I mean, that, that is like that is like the easiest answer to all of this stuff. If you want if you want the nutshell of this entire episode, because we're just about there. And so I can do it now. The entire nutshell of this entire discussion is if you don't like it, stop watching it and just let it go. Yeah, you can you can make your points. That's fine. But don't be the Debbie Downer that comes out and says, everybody, hi, I watched it too. It sucked because it has fan service and you're all terrible for watching it. You should all go away and die. It's like we're all grownups here. We're all grownups here. Let's enjoy it or don't and move on with your life. It, nothing says you have to watch Brave Witches. There's nothing that says you have to watch Issaca. There's nothing that says you have to tell everybody that you, this is terrible, and this is the reason why. And of course, it goes back to the idea of the hypocrisy, and then go around this next corner and just say this is the greatest thing ever because it does have men, but instead, yeah, it's just entertainment in the end. We're getting right back to the points we made in the, the original fan service episode. Well, <laughs> we are moving around to the closing thoughts. So um, remember, we're not saying fan service is a good thing, per se. Depends. I mean, Shannon's butt's kind of nice. But, you know, that's a side. Yume's butt's nice, too. Yeah, Yume's butt, butt's pretty nice, too. Oh, um, what we are saying. We're so bad. <laughs> it's like, this is supposed to be a mature... I mean, I'm, we're just throwing this stuff in here about laughs. This is supposed to be a mature discussion. And everybody's like, man, they're being real mature about this. They're doing a good job. Okay, they're, they're going downhill. <laughs> they are just a bunch of idiots. I we knew are it. Idiots. We I are idiots. I knew it. <laughs> What we are saying, however, getting to the nutshell, if you're against it, be fair. Don't be more fair on one show than another show. If you don't like fan service, you don't like fan service in another show. Yuri on Ice is fan service just as much as Keijo is fan service. High school. I acknowledge uh, it. Boy Boo Love is, is fan, fan service. service. Bakumatsu I, I Rock is fan it. service. Marginal number four, I think, is Spirit Pact, I think, has some in there. Uh, yeah. And this is the thing. If if you like man, man service, just acknowledge the show is either catered for you or it's not catered for you. Say your bias and move on. I am a guy. I like ladies. I like Kjo. <laughs> I didn't much care for Victor's butt. But here's the thing. I can acknowledge it. I can say this is my bias. Is it bad that every time on? we say butt, I'm just thinking B-U-T-T <laughs> because we're talking about butts? I can acknowledge my bias and I can move on. I don't have to sit here and go, man, I was forced to sit through at least 30 minutes worth of butts. Yeah. In 
I wonder, Yuri on I Ice. Wonder if, I wonder if anybody acknowledged that. That when we reviewed Yuri on Ice, we never mentioned that. And that was not a thing that we were all new into. Because I, I, I would assume there was a thing in the back of our head that probably told us. But I just assume that that is just something that is for that audience. I think you even had said at some point you were there was an audience for this. It wasn't me, but there's an audience for that. The yes. fan service specifically. He was talking he was referencing the fan service specifically or the, the content of it. And we purposely did not sit there and bash that because there was a purpose for it. It didn't appeal to us, but it wasn't for us. And but we didn't take the point. time to talk about it. But there was other ones, there's other shows that we enjoy. We enjoy that that fan service and we'll 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 say that. Well, we like that. But we're not gonna sit there and be we're not gonna be hypocritical on that. My my last point is don't blame the story on the fan service. The story and the directing are pretty much separate. You can get the the story through the directing, but it is not necessarily the same thing. And with that, I'm done with my outline. Whatever oh, you want to say we made is it. on you. We made it. I think that everybody hates me now. We we, we can put up a, a poll and decide whether or not Chris should ever do another. I think... I think of the the recent three that we did that were like the elitist uh, the latest uh, podcast that we did and uh, what was the other one the, we did the adaptations of one that people got heated up on and there was another one that we did I think this one was the, the lot the, as much as I thought it was going to be like really bad I don't think it turned out that bad I think it was a lot to do with us just kind of just focusing on the perspectives of each one of those things and really kind of diving into the comments, not really so much the people that are commenting about it. And I think that's a good thing. I, I think, so. I think it's, I think it's healthy that people examine themselves, examine each other. Uh, it's important for people that are critical on things to examine how somebody else criticizes things and see if that fits them or not, or tell other people if it fits them or not. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. If somebody were to do a podcast talking about the comments that we made and examine them I think that's I think it's healthy just as much as us examining other podcasts or other uh, written medium because a lot of these are things are kind of just random blogs and stuff. So I hope so. Yeah. I it, just just hear the hear what I'm saying from the heart. Not necessarily. I'm not trying to hurt nobody. If you have a different opinion, I, I'm more than happy to hear your opinion. Be nice, but <laughs> I don't have a problem with listening. Be nice. We're all good I do people. know that this this is this is one of those discussions that can be very very misconstrued and I I hope that that is not something that may have came out of this. I want it to be from the heart and understanding each other from that point. All right. Well, that was the fan service conundrum as decided at the beginning of the podcast out of nowhere. <laughs> Topic on TakuSpirit.com. Again, you go there for our news, reviews, and coverage of new old anime, as well as our wonderful community forum links at the top, social media links on the right side, and all that good stuff. And yeah, we'll have an article for this particular podcast episode. Find that article. Go to the little click on the link on the bottom there. You can go, or you can just post on the article uh, thing. I don't think really anybody ever does. Uh, but join our po- uh, our forums and, and post in the article for this particular one. You can just search it by fan service Conundrum. Uh, but we appreciate you guys listening to us. We appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to our perspective and being patient with us and hopefully accepting it and not being angry about it. Um, because either equally, if you give us your perspective on it and we will respect that perspective as well. Uh, we're all one big happy family. So, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed and you all take care. Oos. Oos.